You're tuning in to Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debating about scenes from the shows. We're just three millennials trying to find our way through the galaxy through the eyes of the Jedi, clones, and the Sith. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Radio. Radio. All right, old buddy. You know, I know what she means to you. I'll take good care of her so she won't get a spoiler. Okay? I got your promise. Not a spoiler. Will you get going, you pirate? Thank you, Lando, for the spoiler warning. Again, this is your adult content and spoiler warning. Force is strong in my Father has it. I have it. You have that power too. Andrew, I can't see you. Where are you, buddy? Andrew, I can't see you. Oh, wait, yes, I can, because we're all on Zoom together. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Spectre Radio. Wow. Tonight, we're going to be diving deep into Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, not Revenge, Andrew, Return of the Jedi. (laughs) But before we go ahead and jump in, I do want to introduce one of our very special guests on the podcast. So she has been a huge fan since she was a little kid and part of the original trilogy fan base. She has expanded her fandom from collecting 3.75 inch figures to statues, autographs, prop replicas to several costumes. She is currently part of the Rebel Legion, 501st, Rose Squadron, as she has a custom Star Wars car. As a responsible parent, she has passed her love of Star Wars to her children, who also enjoy being part of the costuming community as Galactic Academy members. Ladies and gentlemen, Sadi Garcia. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, before I let you kind of take over the reins, so I meet everyone in kind of a different kind of way, not the traditional way, so... (laughs) Saudi was actually one of my customers for um, for the work that I do. So I show up to, to her house to, to work on her vehicle. And she goes, hey, let, wait a second. Let me, let me pull out the garage. It's kind of tied in there. That way you can work outside. I'm like, okay, cool. So she backs out her car. And she has her car custom painted to look like Poe Danum's X-Wing. Damn red. And so, so, of course, I asked the dumb question, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And she's like, is the sky blue? <laughs> Nothing gets past Wyatt. And she's it, it like, looks- yeah. And she's like, yeah, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Is it that obvious? <laughs> is, it, is it that obvious? As I'm trying to pick my jaw off the ground, looking at, looking at her car, and she goes, "Yeah, well, come on inside. Let me let me show you a couple other things." And walk into her house, and it's just Star Wars everywhere, every inch of the wall, everything from the name of her animals to figurines, <laughs> everything. Um, so I'm like, "Dang, we are out of our element right now." So thank you again for, for joining us. So I kind of want you to kind of take over a little bit. So why Star Wars? Why does this, why is this basically taken over your life? Uh, it's kind of funny because, um, it, I mean, it has and it hasn't. Um, I think it has to do more with, you know, my earliest recollection of everything that I've, you know, that I remember as a kid, you know, some people remember, you know, their first bike ride, their first, uh, you know, trip to Disney, you know, for me, um, it was that Christmas morning and seeing my dad in the dining room table, putting the stickers on the Millennium Falcon. Um, and seeing that Return of the Jedi, it was on VHS. I, I guess at some point I watched it on, on, at the theater, but I remember the one in, at, at the VHS, the one that I always remembered. And, um, but that wasn't the movie that I re- no. That's the, while that's the one that I remember the most. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Empire Strikes Back was the one that I actually went to the theater to watch. Oh. And oh. Wow. my my mom apparently when we went, and I don't have this recollection. She was telling me about this. Like, <laughs> oh my god, we I took you to watch this movie, and after you left the movie, you just would not shut up about it. And <laughs> that was kind of like the, my you know. From there on, I mean, it, it was, it was something that was just. I mean, I had like all the toys, and you know, I had cousins, and you know, we used to play all the time with the neighbors, and uh, I always wanted to be in the X-wing or the Millennium Falcon, and um, it was just, you know, it was in me. Um, I had the the read-along book and the in the record player, where you can listen into like you know the the narration of of the book, yeah. and then you're following in the book. Uh, to the point that that book basically <laughs> disintegrated. Uh, the, the poor 45 <laughs> record just wouldn't wow. play after a while because <laughs> I just overdid it. It just loved it. Um, and, you know, once the, you know, once you start hitting school and things like that, you know, my, my passion never went away, but it dwindled with time um, or sure. in what we like to love calling the dark times <laughs> until the special editions came out when the special editions came out, it was like, oh my God, it's like it rekindled something in me. Mm. Um, and then Phantom Menace was the one that really kicked it into high gear um, because Star Wars was everywhere. Every restaurant you can imagine, move, <laughs> I mean, every theater, costumes, everywhere you turn, it was bomb- you're being bombarded. Star Wars everywhere. Um, and uh, for me, the, the, the clone troopers were where the one thing that, you know, was huge uh, when, you know, Attack of the Clones was because that's when I joined the military. Mm. So when I joined mm-hmm. the military, it, I had something that I kind of like, I could relate to. Okay. Um, during that time, you know, you, you, Attack of the Clones happened, you know, during the Clone Wars. And, you know, unfortunately, when I went into the military, 9-11 happened. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of correlation on what was yeah. going on during that time. Um, but it, it was always an escape 
from reality. And I absolutely loved it. Every minute of it, um, I have been able, I've been blessed that I've been able to travel the world um, and actually lived in a different country at the same time. And Star Wars made it possible for me to have the friendships that I have today, um, which Aww. is kind of ironic. Amen to that. Um, <laughs> it has been incredible. I mean, every time I talked about somebody with Star Wars, it's, perfect example of how I ended up here you know all of a sudden <laughs> you have something to talk about and that yes. you build that bond really quick which is really so really cool true. yeah and when you were just saying you know how the prequels kind of rekindled that fire and that passion for Star Wars I was just thinking about for me Phantom Menace was really the beginning of it for me and like my childhood and what I really enjoyed and then as I got older it wasn't like cool for Star Wars to be a thing or you to like Star Wars and not a lot of people in my life were huge fans of it or my friends or my family and then when Force Awakens came out I was like oh my god I like I'm all about this again and like forgot how this made me feel and how cool it is and then from there like with Disney you know um, starting Galaxy's Edge and all of that it's definitely made it way more like all of my friends know me as like the Star Wars person now. So <laughs> I totally, I totally relate to what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, in my family, it's the same way. It's like, oh my God, if, if you want to get Saudi anything, just. Right yeah. now, like Star every gift is Star Wars. That's so true. Yeah. My then, dad. You know, by the same my... token, it's like, <clears throat> you see, you know, you can see my room. It's like, why don't I have? So yeah. right, right. How do you get the person who has everything something? <laughs> yeah. Talking to my so guests, crazy. I think my kids are that way though. My kids know. They know what I don't have. I mean it's just, just oh, that's funny. really scary. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's funny. Talking about guests, Andrew, I think you've gotten me two complete box sets of Star Wars in the time that I've known you. Two entire DVD sets. I have? I remember. Oh. Yeah, I remember you, you bought me one when we, when we first met. I want to say like two, three years ago, you bought me the same set. He was like, he does not have this. <laughs> it's, it's so you can keep one min in box. Oh, yeah, I gave, right. I gave you, what um, it is. I think I gave you a standard edition one originally because you didn't have them. And then I think I got you a Blu-ray one for like Christmas or something like that. Something I think that's like what that. happened because I, I had watched them on Blu-ray and I'm like, all right, this is too wonderful to not pass on. So this was before <laughs> Disney Plus, obviously. So. Right, of course. That's so uh, funny. That's that's yeah, another I mean, streak of me spending money on DVDs <laughs> to shortly thereafter end up on a streaming service. <laughs> I've bought yeah, dozens well, I mean, of TV shows like that. Uh, all you're doing is getting that clunky anyways. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. God. Yes. My clunky. <laughs> cool. Well, that's a little bit about our guests. We'll definitely dive more into that as we continue on uh, this journey that we call a podcast. But Andrew, open us up with the opening scroll. Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. All right, and now we'll move into our segment called 
access the archives. <laughs> so I know you guys know this is one of my favorite segments. Um, so I try to limit myself each time because I know I could talk about all of the behind the scenes stuff forever. But I limited myself to three this time. So we're, we're, doing, we're doing pretty great. Um, so, yeah. so my first one was that the, this film actually inspired um, the prequels, which we all have a love-hate relationship with. <laughs> um, so I guess that how the story goes, there was a meeting between George Lucas, Kasdan, and producer, um, the other producer, Howard. And essentially they mapped out the prequels because Lucas is on set or in a storyboard meeting and saying that Anakin Skywalker started hanging out with the emperor who at this point, nobody knew was bad because he was an elected official. And then Kasdan says, well, was he a Jedi? And Lucas says, no, he was a politician like Richard Nixon. Um, so I just <laughs> wow. thought that was really interesting that they started <laughs> asking itself. questions about who the emperor was and how he got connected to Anakin and, how you know Darth Vader became Darth Vader, and that's how we got that whole other trilogy. So, pretty huh. great. Um, my next point was for Wyatt. I call it Ewoks, the first Porgs. Uh, basically, Delicious. it seemed that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> basically, it seemed that everybody on the production, except George Lucas, hated the Ewoks, the furry they inhabitants of Endor. They hated it. Um, cast and crew detested what they thought was a marketing cash grab, especially in the final dance scene. But um, I think they were they're pretty adorable. We, oh, we there was, it was see, definitely uh, a marketing scene. Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, there's yes and no. We'll we'll talk about it later. They but, served yeah. a purpose. Yeah. But also, <laughs> yes, Saudi yes, has a little fluffy one with her there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get to see Han Solo snuggling a little Ewok at the end. We love that. Um, the last fun fact here I had was like my father before me. So basically in an alternate version of the plot in this scenario, Luke and Vader engage in a lightsaber battle similar to the one in the film to have Vader sacrifice himself to save his son and kill the emperor. But as Luke watches Vader die, George Lucas suggested that Luke would take the mask off. And the mask is the very last thing. And Luke takes it and puts it on and says, now I am Vader. Totally would have changed the whole thing uh, there if you ask me. But um, yeah, one, just <laughs> one can dream. Exactly. <laughs> so I have one that's it's kind of gross, but it's also really cool to know. Gross. So back to um, my favorite snack, the wick, the 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 Ewoks. The um, Ewoks are your favorite <laughs> snack? If you roast an oh. Ewok, I will roast you. They're all <laughs> my protection. <laughs> Behind the porks. I mean, the porks just look like mini chickens. Yeah. They do. So, they look like a Publix rotisserie chicken. For real. <laughs> Shopping is a pleasure. <laughs> Can I say that? Is that no, copyright? This is not sponsored by Publix. <laughs> no. Okay. Free advertising. Unless they want to, then hit me up. Hey, hit um, us up. <laughs> so, so Wicket, he's the main Ewok that friends Princess Leia. Oh, right, right. That's his name. Wicket. So he was played by 11 year old warwick davis mm -hmm. so it, it, he was who's in later star wars films correct so he was actually supposed to be played by the same actor that plays r2d2 kenny baker because he's the oh. he's the he, he's oh, the right size yeah but he fell sick because of a chili dog oh mm. what does that so, mean <laughs> i'm assuming he ate he one but I, I don't i don't know 
<laughs> yeah, he he ate one and I guess couldn't get out of the bathroom. Oh, um, TMI, TMI. Poor guy. Yep. You poor asked. Um, but true. to make this even more gross, so to, to why to why t- are we digging this hole even deep? We're accessing the archives. It doesn't matter how bad they are. <laughs> so to to use the animatronics within the the mask, like the eyes and the tongue, the actor had to use their tongue to Ew. move levers and joysticks within the mask. Uh. So you could only hope that you got to wear the same mask the next day, the same costume oh, the next day. Oh, stop! <laughs> ew, ew, ew. Uh, people want to know. I don't who are these people? people? Are at, yeah, who are they? By one person, no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got, uh, 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 well, something really funny with, with the Ewoks. Um, when I lived in New Zealand, uh, my kids were, were, were much younger, obviously. Um, I think my oldest daughter was, um, was it seven or eight years old? Aww. Yeah. In New Zealand, there's nothing that can hurt you. Like nothing. I mean, what? if you go into the ocean, there's white sharks and um, sure. uh, killer whales. And even then, you know, they, they, no they're deal. rare. Um, <laughs> but we used to do what they call bushwalks, which is basically nature, nature trails, nature walks. Oh. And uh, what I used to, <laughs> what I told my, my oldest one was that, don't walk away because there's man eating Ewoks in the forest. <laughs> man eating Ewoks. I suppose if they're hungry she enough. Did not, well, she didn't believe me. I said, don't you remember when they got captured that we're going to cook them? Oh, they're cannibals. That's right. yeah. They will eat Yeah, you. why do you think they had so, full adult women clothes for Leia, guys? Where did those come from? Somebody they ate. <laughs> So I actually used that and they never got away from me. That was like New me. Zealand's version of El Chupacabra. Friggin' apparently, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten away from you either. I ain't getting eaten like that. Oh but yeah, I kind of used that as a, as a, as a thing uh, and it, it was really funny. But uh, I do have a really, really cool fact. Um, the scene where actually Luke built his lightsaber was actually cut from the movie and it wasn't revealed until 2010 celebration in orlando right. uh, celebration I five forgot. to be exact oh my gosh i and, forgot uh, about that i love completely. that you know this <laughs> you're like <laughs> yeah it was point, never five i was point, in there it's fine <laughs> I, I was actually there <laughs> right um ironically enough um uh mark hamill did not know that this he didn't even recall this even happened uh, you're talking How? about, you know, close to 30 some, you know, 30 years later. Oh, well. Um, and I guess that's, you know, he's, you know, he, <laughs> he's actually been, um, the, the way the story, he, the way he tells the story is that he was actually being driven in a golf cart and they had a portable DVD player <laughs> and they were showing him the scene so they can talk about it because they were going to put it on the Blu-ray. Oh my God. That wasn't announced <laughs> until that celebration. <laughs> He was like, when did I do that? <laughs> that's yeah. a So that was really, really cool. I'll definitely have um, and to then see the if other, that's on YouTube. <laughs> the other piece of trivia from there is that Luke's original lightsaber wasn't meant to be green. It was meant to be blue. Mm. And what was so interesting uh-huh. is that when they were shooting all those Tatooine shots in the middle of the you know Death Valley, that lightsaber on blue with the blue sky just would not show up That's properly. Crazy. Oh, so they wow. changed it to green. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. And that's so really the cool only stuff. reason. That's the reason we that's get. That's really the only reason. Oh my God. Incredible. It suits him though. 
Um, so I don't have uh, much, but continuing on that Ewok trend, the word Ewok is actually never said in this movie. What? So, so where does it come from? Uh, so you get it in the credits at the end. It'll oh be like, you know, God. Ewok 1, Ewok 2, or, or whatever. And then... Um, Ewok 2? <laughs> yeah, well, and then the name's <laughs> Is like that Wicked. your new call sign, Andrew? Ewok 2? Ewok 2. It, it friggin' might be. Better watch it. Um, <laughs> because they'll cook you. So, and then I think they just call it... Everyone just saw it afterwards, and it's just later known as, you know, they're, oh, they're Ewoks. And then... The other one I have is that uh, the word Sith is never mentioned in this original trilogy. My either. whole life is a lie. This makes no sense. <laughs> um, they weren't, that word wasn't mentioned until it might have been sometime before The Phantom Menace, but The Phantom Menace was the first movie it was said. It might have been in a couple of the books, like briefly right, beforehand. Sure, that makes sense. But up until basically then, they, they were always called Dark Jedi. Like even in the books in the 80s and 90s, uh, it's like, oh, incredible. you know, Palpatine Invader, they were Dark Jedi, you know. So Sith is uh, Sith is a '90s, early 2000s thing. Dark Jedi's were very, very famous in the expanded universe. Oh yeah. Mm. I do, I almost think I like that better than like a Sith, a Dark Jedi. I don't know. I don't I know. To... I mean, I, I mean, I've I, always the Dark yeah. Jedi. I always thought it was kind of like a cop out. Yeah, it was a cop on, out from an actual how... name. Yeah, I mean the Sith. It's very unique. Um, you know, you can say all you want. Sith happens, so yeah. you're still okay. <laughs> I feel like ah, I feel like there are different categories. Like, <laughs> you, like you could be a dark Jedi without being a Sith. You know, just someone well, who's not in like the Jedi. Whenever we saw, didn't didn't they call like, um, whenever we saw Luke see himself as Vader or like Rey see herself as the evil version, didn't they call it like Dark Rey or Dark? Luke or something, or am I making that up? Probably, yeah. No, yeah. it was actually dark, called Dark Ray there for a while. Yeah, Dark Ray. Yeah, I thought I heard badass that Ray. Badass. Ray. Scary Ray with those pointy little. Teeth I know. Oh my, like, oh my god. Oh my god. I want that lightsaber with like the hinge on it and everything. Yeah. That's oh <laughs> yeah, those lightsabers are like the the Temple Guard lightsabers. They oh fold yeah. Up nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool, or you can do the, uh, the lightsaber from uh, Darth Maul from the Lego series where it turns it on and goes, awesome! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I that, to, would, that would I be need, mine. I need to add that onto my watch list, all the Lego Star Wars. I haven't seen any of those yet. They're hilarious. They're really, really good, actually. <laughs> all the Lego movies are great. <laughs> all right, moving on to our next uh, category. What we remember now versus then or in my case what did i forget then versus now <laughs> so i completely forgot about the c3po was the ewok god <laughs> oh wow. I, that was so funny i remember i remember the ewoks kind of capturing them but then i totally forgot that they, they worshiped him and then luke did the whole jedi mind trick <laughs> with lifting and levitating 3po to kind of um that was so funny. Ewoks. That was like one but, of the one things. R two, R two, help! R two's tied up. They know how to name me. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gosh, it's a character we all love to hate. Um, but yeah, completely forgot that C C three P was a god. Maybe maybe it's because he's shiny, and we're all attracted to shiny stuff. Well, and like he spoke their language, and I don't think anybody uh, else point. there did. So they were like, "Ooh, like." Like he's gold, you know. Like a lot of ancient cultures, their deities were like, 
made into like golden idols. So they're, they, those ancient societies were technically primitive and these Ewoks are very primitive. So that's what I would go with. If you think about it, the legend of El Dorado. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. It's all about gold. But yeah. also, how Pretty don't they look up? How don't they look up to Chewbacca as one of their gods? Tallest that, one among us. <laughs> <laughs> I am great. That literally almost looks like him. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, in a way. you think? I, I think it's just like Andrew saying it's the gold, and then like them, you know, the language. He's, he's speaking the language, and it, then yeah. I don't know. It just per- personally, if it was me writing it, I would have thought that they were like. Like C-3PO would be like their uh, their shiny Zeus and then Chewbacca would have been their like warrior god and then they it cook was... the others because like that, like you said, that makes more sense. Yeah. But, you know, we they didn't were planning it. on it. We almost gosh. got a medium well Han Solo. Oh my point. gosh. <laughs> my yeah, dad will take it thought well out too. Well that, that worked out. <laughs> right? So it would have been, been <laughs> him. Solo. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. But <laughs> you'll love it. Incredible. Yeah, well, we had that whole other uh, segment where C-3PO basically does uh, pulls off an Olaf. He do- does an Olaf, and he explains the whole plot of the other movie to the Wookiees in the tent. <laughs> Meanwhile, the fire like a shaman, and he's like, it began with two sisters, one born powerful, one born powerless. Yeah. Meanwhile, in episode four, he was just like, oh, I'm just an interpreter. I'm not much good at telling stories. <laughs> Meanwhile, he like told an awesome story and all these works like, oh, wow. You know, yes. Ooh, ah. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, the cool thing about it is that he even had special effects and everything. It's like the ultimate audible book. Yes. I mean, oh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> ultimate Seriously, it's, that's what I like. You get the explosions, yeah. you get the blaster sounds, Vader. <laughs> I would pay extra for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of the things I remembered were all of the quotes, like "You will bring Captain Solo and the Wookiee to me," and the whole shtick of "When nine hundred years old, you reach look as good you will not," kind of thing. Loved all those. Um, And then seeing like how sad Chewie is when he's separated from Han, and like Mm. when they're reunited and stuff, it just made it all that much more painful later when like obviously he's told that han's dead but um yeah i just that just brought more feels back um but the one thing i didn't remember was the name of the monster in java's palace i was like the rancor yes i was like oh my gosh what is that called what is that called and my dad was like the rancor and i'm like i guess you're good for one thing remembering the name i know right (laughs) and then um the guy the the one thing I also forgot that made me laugh so hard was the like the rancor keeper who was like sobbing after it was killed. <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. there's like some guy comforting him. He's like, it's okay. So talking about rancors. Be- I mean, he could have he could have been racing him since it was a baby. I mean, probably. I mean, probably. That's true. And rancors to their nature are not um people eating beasts. You know they're very they're very docile. So much so the the night sisters kind of raised them Ooh, at right. one point, which I would have loved to see in Clone Wars as well. For sure. Yeah. Well, Old, Old Republic um, didn't get that memo then because every time you would drive a speeder, they will chase you. <laughs> I think if you play um, the Force Unleashed, the first one, you can see. I think on Felucia, people are riding them, mm-hmm. so they they tamed them there too. Oh, 
Wow. Battlefront, you had to you fight a couple. Oh, yeah. If, if you fall down into the, the Jabba's palace, the Rancor pit. <laughs> For mine, it was, like I've probably said on every original trilogy pod that we've done, I watched <laughs> the VHSs of the originals first, you know, when I was like and- four and five years old, before, right before The Phantom Menace came out. So I watched the original version and then the DVD version, you know, the 2004 edit and then the updated uh, Blu-ray version. So... I had remembered things like uh, Boba Fett's uh, antenna in one scene being on one side and then on the the very next scene, it's on the other side. I always remembered that. Um, I pretty much always remembered pretty much everything that was the overall overall flow of the movie. I think I just forgot that they like were going to cook them. I don't know, I guess because I just never thought about it. (laughs) Um, I was like, oh yeah, they get cooked and you gloss over it. (laughs) But... um, I, I don't want to really say that I, I forgot that, but it's just kind of something I, I glossed over. Mm-hmm. I did notice some differences, though, like um, when Vader goes to throw the Emperor down the, the shaft and he goes, no. And then he a second time goes, no. And it's like that wasn't in the original cut. Like I just watched it the other day. Aww. I was like, I was like, what? What? That never happened. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I didn't mind the first one. I was like, okay, that's kind of fitting. And then like they had the second no in there. I'm like, okay, but that was Hayden Christensen's no from yeah, when he when yeah, he found sure. out uh, Padme, Padme died. died. Right, right. So as much as I thought it was cheesy, it was very full circle for the character arc. So yeah. I, I did beautiful, beautiful symmetry. Beautiful yeah. symmetry. Yeah. Star Wars loves Connect- to do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's connected it. Well, for me, I actually have two humongous ones. <laughs> um because when again original trilogy baby here um <laughs> the lofty neck song and the yubnub song oh, which to be honest um lofty neck kind of fit in um uh, to a certain degree uh yubnub never really did it for me <laughs> um it, i don't know it was it wasn't um as profound and i think that the special editions definitely improved it in that sense but it flipped them for me yeah so in the special editions the Jawa's Palace you know song with you know with um uh uh of noodles um <laughs> with you know it was too then it turned it too modern mm-hmm. and then the final um you know sweeping melody or orchestra where they, they replaced Yamnut I mean it made it feel like the end of the saga. It made right. it feel impactful. Yes, um, yeah. for sure. Added scenes that they had where they had they showed all the planets and stuff. I mean, right. it was humongous. Um, I think the impact was much larger, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, um, But for me, again, it flipped them <laughs> on how I felt. Um, and then the one thing that I... One of the, the things that I enjoyed the most, uh, Return of Jedi has always been my sentimental favorite. Mm. um because it's the one that i remember the most vivid uh right, as a kid right. um the space battle is second to none mm. you know you went back and forth you know to the ground battle space battle but the mm-hmm. the, the space battle you got to see the you know the tie interceptors for the first time and the big mon calamari ships i mean you got to see yes. them a little bit in empire strikes back so good but in return of the jedi i mean you saw like the whole shebang um i mean it was just incredible and then 
all the dog fighting. I mean, it was the, my, you know, my, the Top Gun moments, you know, the <laughs> going and chasing the other one. And uh, you got to see a lot of, a lot of stuff that you've just never seen before. Right. Uh, and that beautiful scene when the, we were like, you know, it's a trap, but then you see the Middle and Falcon flying straight at the screen and you see like the litter of TIE fighters and stuff. It was incredible. Yes. I still think that even, even with the last, you know, uh, uh, not the last uh, Jedi, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, that had mm -hmm. a pretty amazing, you know, final scene. I still think Return of the Jedi was way yeah, better. Yeah, I agree, really for better. sure. Wow. Yeah, that's a tough call for me. They're both just very, very good. Just very, it blows you away. It makes you feel so small when you look at a fleet that big and you're just like, oh my God, so, so overwhelming. <laughs> it also makes you wonder where the heck they got it at the last second. Right, the, the last, where the, have the people been? <laughs> like, come on guys seriously we've been attacked for the last god knows how many years I mean, exactly it used to earlier <laughs> all righty so i'm gonna take us into the what if category my what if is what if they rescued han after the mission to endor to destroy the death star like i, I know the reason like he wasn't super instrumental in the battle is because like they didn't know if he was actually going to come back for, for this movie. For the movie. So <laughs> yeah. So for a last minute addition, you know, it wasn't bad. He, you know, he got his funny lines. He made the impact that he made, <laughs> but like he it, got his funny lines. <laughs> he didn't lead the space battle. True. He didn't help Luke turn Vader. He, well, he somebody didn't else could have no. that kind of role in no. the rebellion. Did he? So I mean, he he kind of did, you know, before he he would have, you know, possibly been someone to lead the fighter attack like Lando did, like on Hoth, kind of. Yeah, like when he was, yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, hey, just what do you? It's me. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you guys? I know it would have like been a weird order to shoot the movie in and then release it in that order, but like, how do you think that that would have went? Hey, hey, we're rescuing you. Uh, by the way, uh, we blew up another uh, the Death Star. Yeah, we we did that another right now. That was, that was another one. Uh, we killed oh the Emperor. God, right? We killed Vader. What? You guys have all the fun without me. But we actually didn't kill the Emperor. Fun what do you guys fact. think? I I feel like if he would have shown up at the end of the movie, I think he would have been more pissed that Lando has the Falcon back. Oh yeah. right. Oh, excellent <laughs> point. <laughs> Because yeah. that's how he got the ship in the first place. Right, sure. right, right. And now he's flying the ship again. He's like, did I lose a bet? Yeah. <laughs> you have to <laughs> well, play I another was... game of Sabacc. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm trying to think when, like, what scene they would bring him in then. And that also, like, messes up the whole reason why Luke and Leia go to Jabba's palace. And, yeah. Like, the... and, yeah, literally. And <laughs> it, like, would just, you're... I don't know. <laughs> You're tugging at the thread and the sweater's starting to come apart here. It's it's not a great one. It's not a great one. And I don't want the Return no, it's of the an Jedi interesting to come apart. One. It's an interesting one, though, because to your point, like that actually is a more integral piece of the plot than you think about if you remove him and try to plug that in somewhere else because he's the whole reason they, they go back to Tatooine, right? Like there's, mm -hmm. that's the whole point. So yeah, I think you get a completely different film if you plug Han Solo in at a different time and then you get... You don't get the comedic relief and comedic timing of him being blind. Right. I mean, who am I with? And then the romance of oh, somebody who loves you thing in there too. So it it totally mixes the plot. It's a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly. I know. I, I don't know. Um, Han Solo has always been, again, um, it, you know, if, if it wasn't because of Captain Rex, for sure, Han Solo has always been my favorite ultimate, <laughs> ultimate character. Um, there's something about him and, the space you know, and, and the way that I look at it, well, and the way that I look at it is like, you know, you're, you're, you're growing up and you see high school kids and, you know, with the, with the Mustang or the Camaro, you know, yeah. car and the independence and stuff. Here's Han Solo with the Millennium Falcon and the guess what? he has a dog with him too. So <laughs> it's really cool. Um, you know, it's not oh just, it's God. not just the car. Now you have also, you know, the cool dog that you know, rides shotgun with you. <laughs> yeah. The pet. So he's always been my, my, my favorite. I mean, when I was a kid, that's, it, I always played with the Millennium Falcon and it's always hot and chewy in the cockpit. I mean, right, it's just, right, right. you can't, and that's what really, really killed me um, out of the sequel, you know, the sequel trilogy. It's like, how can you pay, you know, $4.4 billion and then kill one of the coolest freaking characters? I know, I know. In oh. the first movie. <laughs> right. It's like, Disney, seriously? I, I like, feel like oh that was God. a Harrison Ford move. I don't think he again, I'm pretty back. sure. Again, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he really didn't want to. He wanted to get out of it for the second or third I'm pretty time. Sure. No more. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but the same token, it made me hate that much more Kylo Ren. So I mean, it sure, it, sure. it worked it to a certain degree. I just, right. But how can you have the Falcon Chewy without Han? It's just it's just awkward. Yeah, you know, then, it'll it'll always be theirs. I think that's always yeah. going to be something that it's tied to. And I think they and we can definitely dive a lot more deeper on this in the next but when we get to that uh, movie pod. But I think um, they they did their best version of paying homage to it without it just being like we're ripping this off and like this is our ship now kind of thing. But yeah, it is definitely right. tough to watch all of that unfold. For sure. Well, I, that's, I definitely, that scene, that it, scene, the scene, the, the perfect scene is Chewy, we're home. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it gets me every time, <laughs> every time. Yes. So I definitely think that's generational because you grew up watching Han and Chewy fly the Falcon. Mm -hmm. For our age demographic of myself, Andrew, and Alyssa, we, we can kind of speak more to the to the uh, prequels because we because we, we yeah, were kids. Yeah, that's while, such a good point. I didn't even think about that because we that don't get that up. at all. We don't get no. that at all in the prequels. I mean, I yeah. get it a little bit when when Anakin turns, but right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, regardless of the fact, that's still a pretty emotional scene. But I think it's more emotional for you because that's your guy. That's right, who you grew right. up loving and watching. And also, to see it's been him. so long since a movie came out that the two of them were in right at, on the Falcon. Yeah. So that's part of it. It's like, oh, it's like finally, it, it felt like something was right, I guess. So I can only speak to that a little bit because I, <laughs> you know, started watching them when I was four and it's not that long, but it was just right. when, when I did see that scene, I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah, I, I, I felt a different good feeling from it than someone from a different generation but i st it still felt like i don't know it felt like when someone makes like a cup of tea just right or your favorite meal just right or you just see something that just makes you smile like in the like middle of broad daylight or whatever you're just like yeah this yeah. is what's supposed to happen and andrew I'll, i think I'll, i saw I mean, this i'll go i'll go this far when they released the first force awakens uh trailer 
and I saw the falcon do that flip, you know, the yes. tie fighters coming at it. I cried. Girl, Aww. every time I a mean, new trailer comes out, I, I cry and I take a selfie and I send it to the two of them. And I'm like, I'm not ready every time. Don't I? With tears every on my time. face. Yeah, I do. And time. I send them pictures every time. I'm like, ah. They don't cry. I They're... cried at seeing the Falcon when, and then when they did the celebration reveal, when you see Chewie were home, I cried again. But I understand the whole generational thing. I mean, I really understand yeah. because, you know, my oldest daughter's much younger than you guys. Right. And if you, I mean, she grew up watching the movies the correct way, <laughs> the way they came out. Good. So oh, when she watched shots them, fired I mean, at our podcast. You will, she will watch. She will watch all the movies with me constantly, and at least once a year, we'll sit down like on a Saturday or Sunday and watch them completely back to back. Of course, you have to. all day. The you whole gotta do it together. Once a year. Yeah, yeah. My brother and I do but that you, until he watches them before me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask her what her favorite thing is, it's the Clone Wars. You raised it. It is right. her ultimate favorite. She will watch the Clone <laughs> Wars so over funny. and over. You ask her about anything, her Star Wars is the Clone Wars. Okay. Not the original trilogy, not the sequel trilogy, not the prequel. No, it's the Clone Wars. That's Nothing awesome. else matters. That makes sense but the though, Clone too. Wars. Like you're saying, like the, when they came out, that was her childhood too. So oh. my what ifs, I couldn't decide between two of them that that I wrote. So I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say both of them. Oh my goodness! So, yep. This is about um, to be a five-hour podcast. Uh, do we have enough tape? <laughs> do we have enough tape? <laughs> what is this? Nineteen eighty-nine. Oh, we have the cloud this time. Yeah, we have the uh, cloud. Mm. <laughs> so this is definitely um, structured around our guest. So. What if we had clone troopers instead of stormtroopers? What if we had the story. You know, they would have never lost? The <laughs> they would have never lost. And not on the ground later. anyway. In space, who With knows? Unless, unless, unless the our favorite clones meme. too. Empire would have won. Yeah. Our, our favorite Especially meme rolled. Especially if it was like the 501st or 212th, forget about it. Done. Or the 501st or, or, or yeah. game yeah. over. Okay, so talking about the, the you know the troopers, I mean, there's no way, there's no way the the, the rebellion would have won. Uh, it's game over. Roll credits, forget it. it it's <laughs> the final first two twelve, forget it. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, as and as a soldier myself, you know, I serve in the U.S. Army. I have that connection with with soldiers. And right. Captain Rex being my favorite character, he's a soldier, soldier. Uh, even you know that you know the the the. The urban legend that Captain Rex was actually there, and it's that guy with a white, you know, white beard. Santa Claus um, Rex, our favorite. Santa Claus Rex, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have a whole thing about it, but um, you know, when it comes to the way they train versus how the stormtroopers are, if you go back to whether you are, you know, a, a legends person or even just the current canon, you know, the the clone troopers were were literally were bred from birth to be soldiers yeah and it's completely different than the stormtroopers stormtroopers became almost like a status symbol um the training wasn't as good um uh, it was almost overwhelming <laughs> the gun range time was non-existent yeah. <laughs> the weapons weren't as good you know blasters you know they're not as clumsy and random as a blaster I think you know. started training later too. Like you started, like you could go to the academy at 15 or like even like later. Yeah, you're much older. The, the clones, when they're two, well, technically four, they're holding a blaster and firing it. 
So and and on top of that, if you think about it, Rex said it the best in Rebels. You know, Cal's is saying, "Oh, I have legions of mm. stormtroopers," and Rex goes, "You're gonna need all of them." Oh yeah, yeah. Best you, better, yeah. you better have. Fine. Yeah, you better have a better breed than these stormtroopers because the clone troopers were so much superior. Mm. I mean, think about it: the, the stormtroopers can hit this, you know, the wide side of a barn. Yeah. You know, you got Rex <laughs> that goes through and is shooting the head with one shot with his pistols as he's running through, boom, 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 taking them right, out. Right, right, right. Um, and oh my God! And um, was the Jedi crash and um. Oh, I forgot the, the one episode right after where they were the rifles and they're just popping droid heads left and right with those. Oh, you know, oh with the episode rifles. with Ayla Secura, right? I remember. With Ayla Secura, yeah. Um, it shows how much superior, you know, the clones are. I mean, in every facet of everything that they do, even an older Rex is still better than one of those stormtroopers. Mm. Yes. Dad bod Rex. <laughs> yeah, dad, dad bod. bod Rex. <laughs> So All right, Wyatt, my, what's your second one? My second question, what if Vader didn't die? What if Luke was able to get him on to the shuttle? Could he be redeemed or and yeah. or forgiven by the rebels? I love that every time Wyatt asks a what if Andrew's just like, yep. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, answer, I'll answer last. Go ahead. I'll answer last because I have a longer answer. Go ahead. Everybody else go. No, no. I just think it's funny. Wasn't like, there a comic book? Wasn't there a comic book, a what if comic book that showed up and he was in a white armor instead? I Something tells so. me. Yeah, I think there was a comic book at some point from Marvel that it was a what if basically and he was redeemed and instead of being Darth Vader in black, it was Darth Vader in white. Really weird. But kind of like, like a white Gandalf. vision. Something Gandalf tells the white. That. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) yeah i think um i think he was redeemed like that's the whole point of him like becoming a force ghost and going back to being anakin at the very end versus him being darth vader you know what i mean he's not a force ghost in the suit he's himself as a young innocent person right you think the rebels would have forgiven him I know that's, yeah, that's a pretty a tough, tough one. That's a tough one. I, think I don't know. Yeah. It was what twenty years of just straight carnage. I mean, they had a hard yeah. time. They had a hard time forgiving anybody in Rogue One. So, Jerusa, <laughs> <laughs> your father, d- right? Your I father, doubt- not even her. Her father, right? Exactly. I doubt they would um, be that. You know, I doubt they'd have open arms. I think they'd maybe get okay. there eventually, it- but it's complicated. Like, I feel like, especially if he would have helped them win the major battle and turn the tide of the war and free the galaxy. Yeah. They would forgive, I guess, but it doesn't look good when you're trying to, because then the, the rebels became the new Republic and were the government. So it doesn't look good. If you forgive a war criminal that's butchered, you know, along with the empire, billions of people throughout the galaxy. Like right. the Genosians like are, planet. yeah, uh, Alderaan <laughs> is gone. Uh, the Genosians right. were they, they committed genocide against the Genosians. They're still enslaving Wookies. That like how many hundreds of planets did the Empire wreck Vader personally? So like, yeah, it would have been great. Hey, he helped us free the galaxy. We can't like publicly call you a hero or anything. You've done horrible things to billions. So it's a, definitely a complicated answer. 
It's a really good question. And then let me just tag it. I just thought of a real good tag onto that question. Do you think Ahsoka could have forgiven him? Wow. Um, you know, if knowing, you know, how my daughter feels about Ahsoka and the relationship that Anakin and Ahsoka had, I think so. I think so. Um, I think um, they would have redeemed. Uh, he would have. He would have been redeemed through Ahsoka. If it wasn't through Luke, definitely through Ahsoka. Right. Even I though agree. she did try in Rebels, um, I think at some point she probably, if she was insistent enough coming back, basically what Luke did, which just kept coming back like a bad rash. Um, <laughs> eventually, I think um, she could have brought him back, and she would have forgiven forgiven him. I think so. I think so too. That's yeah, that's really good. Absolutely. Because you remember um Twilight Twilight the Apprentice during Rebels, she yes! says, I'll, I'll, I will never what is it? I'll never I leave, won't you, leave or... you not this time. Not again. Yes. Yeah. So I would have liked if I would have had it my way, I would like to see that kind of connection in there at the end of um um return. But that's my head. So I have a really good one. So and I'm and I'm gonna tie it into something that is happening like right now. So Luke goes into, you know, the same way. Vader takes him to the front of the Emperor, um, fights Vader, cuts the hand, you know, Vader go, you know, Emperor goes with the, uh, with the <laughs> lightning <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, starts to roast Luke. Vader picks him up, throws him <laughs> down. But as they're escaping, they destroy the Death Star and Luke gets killed. Oh, what would be the repercussions of oh. Luke getting killed there on the Mandalorian? Uh, I have a headache. <laughs> I need to bite my tongue on this answer. It, yeah, Wyatt. <laughs> Wyatt's not always <laughs> a big fan of what happened at the end of Mandalorian season two. Um, <laughs> whatever. Well, it's not even just Mandalorian that it would affect. Like, yeah, it would have, you know, spoilers. We, we gave you guys a spoiler warning earlier. He shows up at the end of Mandalorian season two. Um, and he saves everybody. Good. He saves everybody. But also, he wouldn't be there to train Ray, Right. You know, which kind of was that push that she needed to help win against the Emperor and, and to turn Kylo back. So, uh, you know, she she does these things on her own, obviously, but she does have the training that she has. So who knows if that would have, you know, happened, the, the emperor could have ended up winning if he would yeah. if he would have died. I don't right. Know. And to her point earlier, like just seeing although we don't get a scene with them together, basically, you know, obviously we see that. Luke is in, you know, a storyline of the Mandalorian and we see that Ahsoka is in a storyline of the Mandalorian, but we never get to see them meet or have a conversation. Right. And basically, you know, what Sadi was saying earlier about is, you know, do you think Ahsoka could forgive him? I, I think given a conversation with Luke and her kind of explaining that or him explaining to her that he came back to the light side at the end. Um, and I've seen like memes and cartoons out there of that happening would be really, really profound. But yeah, I think you get a lot of problems if you get rid of Luke Skywalker, including baby Grogu having- being Not a problem for Wyatt though. No, it's not. We're not talking to him. He can just go get a snack and come back. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think that definitely. And then it's like, if it's not Luke, then who do you have? Because they said it would be a Jedi and Ahsoka was like, nope, ain't going to be me. Um, I am no Jedi. Right. And it's funny because, um, Luke's like, yeah, I have no problem because Ahsoka was like, I have a problem because the only other time I saw somebody with this much power, they went evil, AKA Anakin. And then Luke's like, I have no problem with it. And then it's like, LOL, 20, 20 years later or whatever, when we see Kylo Ren, he's like, now I'm going to murder this one. Um, that's fine. <laughs> like It's like a double standard all of a sudden. Oh, I mean, I don't think Grogu was having uh, dark dreams and connecting with Snoke. Well, remember, Ahsoka said there's a darkness in him. Remember, she mm-hmm. said, and that she was warning him. So I don't know. I just... I'm just thinking out loud. I just thought well, that was an interesting uh, thing. Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, is um, significantly cuter than uh, than Ben Solo, <laughs> even though they are related. I'm Judge just me saying. By your, my cuteness, do you? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Um, you're just like, there's a double <laughs> standard. One's friggin' adorable. <laughs> One well, looks like he's actually capable of murdering people and not just people's snacks or eggs. I mean, I thought Kylo Ren was also cute, but yeah, apparently we know. you do not. So we will get there eventually. There, there are <laughs> reasons that maybe you find uh, him more attractive than than I I find him. Um, I mean, we I should do, hope so. We could dive into that another time, um, but for the sake of this podcast, we should probably continue on. Imagine having the poster of him with the shirtless Kylo and the please. I <laughs> wish the a cardboard cutout. I'll just take him everywhere with me. And be like, this is my date. Well, I've found Alyssa's um, a housewarming gift now. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to have like, it like in the shower, in the bathroom, and people oh gosh, like go baby, in there. Ugh, like, who is that? <laughs> oh, just like at Andrew's house, you got what's his face from um, Big Bang Sheldon Theory. from Big Bang Theory. Sheldon. Actually, Do you have was, a cutout of Sheldon? Yeah, a life size one. When I was taking a shower today, my dad snuck in and put it there. So I came <laughs> out and like, I heard him on the way out. So that kind of ruined it. I was like, it's okay. Somebody came in here for some sort of purpose. Oh my so we, God. We, we always do that to each other. You open the shower curtain. He's like, you're in my spot. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I think my uncle and my brother bought it from a comic book store, actually not far from where Wyatt used to live. Um, I came home from work one day. I go upstairs to get changed. I open the door to my room and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see oh a six foot tall TV star in my room. Incredible. What's funny is that Andrew's dad actually uses it for target practice. No, he does when... not use it as target practice. My dad teaches a concealed carry <laughs> class in our home. And when he's having people handle an unloaded oh firearm for the first time, here's how you hold it. This is how you aim it downrange in a safe direction. At Sheldon. At Sheldon. Well, it was either <laughs> that or me. And both me and my mom weren't super comfortable with me being the downrange safe yeah. direction. <laughs> My father, on the other hand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, let's wrap this up with my what if. So mine. Whoa, was... I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to answer. All right. Fine. Go ahead. <sighs> All right. So I wasn't Luke... thinking you were interested in participating in that. Kidding? What if the fans want to hear my answer? I don't know about that. <laughs> so Luke is gone. <laughs> What's the one thing we have learned from Star Wars? Nobody ever dies. Nobody's ever truly gone. (laughs) Sadi said it in a much nicer way. (laughs) So I'm either picturing him all 
mangled up like we get Sheev at, at the end of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I love that you just called him Sheev. Like, he's your boy. Sheev. My yeah, boy Sheev. Me and my boy Sheev. Me and my boy Sheev. <laughs> boy. <laughs> so. Almost like calling him Vanilla Ice. I don't know. I just... <laughs> Yeah, why so, uh, Sheev, we're going to the outlets later. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's no no secret that I'm no fan of Luke Skywalker because of the season two finale of Mandalorian. I'm sorry, which... who's on the wall behind you? <laughs> Can we just point that he out? Does have a mural. That could be, really quick. That could be Anakin. Uh-huh. Well. Sure. Yeah, no. That's a very tall child. <laughs> what then. you mean that 30 seconds after he brought his mother home uh from that's, the Tuscans? That's a very very tall he's looking, looking child. out at a sun sunset, maybe not a binary, <laughs> but still a sunset. Anyway. But either way, if Luke dies, everyone else is correct. It completely changes the dynamic of the sequels. Because the last Jedi wouldn't exist. Even though technically we we do have Ray, we do have Princess Leia, kinda, who was training at this point, right? Um, but literally the whole reason of um, the seventh movie. Why am I forgetting everything today? Oh my god! Force Awakens. Um, for the Force Awakens, literally the whole plot of the movie is to find Luke. It's a map to lead straight to Luke Skywalker. Literally. Is, is one of the and lines. everyone's looking for this map. So we wouldn't have the same plot in this movie. Maybe it would be like the plot to find, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the last Jedi would have actually been better. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, ooh, un- ooh, unfortunately, ooh. it was How much too choppy. feelings are coming out? <laughs> it was just too choppy between the first two movies and then definitely too choppy between the two movies, the you know, the middle and the third movie. It was just I agree with that. It it didn't flow like a great trilogy. The more distance I have, the more I start to agree with that. But there are things I like from each movie. There are, right. you know, and there are things that I dislike mostly from the last two of those three movies, but they are what they are. They were different directors. There was it was it was a lot that we oh, would do which, differently, but which we'll we will definitely that. dive we'll into, into when, when, when we get there. All right. So my what if calling back our one of our faves from Rogue One to to cut to just kind of tie things together here. What if Galen was still alive? Do you think that if Galen or so wow. had survived that they would have called upon him to rebuild this weapon? Um, do you think he would have cooperated? Like, let's like assume he got away with it. Okay. Like they didn't know he was the one that set the trap, all of that. Like, let's just assume that was the case. What do you guys think? That is damn lucky. First off. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of luck involved in a lot of pieces of star Wars. (laughs) Very, very true. I think they would have, they, well, in my opinion, I think Galen after the first one would have been blown up just, just the fact that he did not want to be involved at all. He probably would have done exactly the same thing he did last time, try to run away, try to find some backward place to hide out. Um, <laughs> if there was a way for him to make a difference at the same token, he probably would have volunteered to go back to do exactly the same thing again. Um, the question is, would they have needed him? to create the second one or you know third one whatever uh, yeah. at some point because all the research everything was already done that's a good point it was already there so they could have it would have been somebody else at that point to be able to 
kind of follow, kind of go back and, oh, well, let me go read the notes and let me see what he did. Oh, okay, I can replicate this. It might take me a little bit longer, but I can still get there eventually. Maybe they might um, need him for certain footnotes if they can't read his handwriting. But aside from that, it's, <laughs> you're, it's pretty much all there. <laughs> pretty sure they get pretty good records. <laughs> On Scarif. <laughs> yeah. Well, rest in peace. Yeah. Rip, I would have loved, loved oh my god I would have loved a vacation in that place <laughs> holy crap I'm pretty sure like we, we, we talked about that in a Rogue One pod yes. <laughs> we absolutely did and if I worked there I would never get any work done period end of story I would go be, you know, put a hammock between two palm trees and just oh. chill <laughs> you watching Stormtroopers get knocked out by a blind oh Asian gosh. guy you're like huh, well <laughs> alright I could definitely see you in your uh, in your Captain Rex uh, costume, kind of doing that in, in, in a hammock in between two palm trees. Yes, <laughs> and just as people go by, oh, boom! Yeah, yeah, I'd be in the shade. I don't know. That's not my favorite planet. <laughs> I get roasted. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a little more Irish than I am. It's a little yeah. easier for you to <laughs> yep. burn. This I still is very burn, true. but she burns easier. Yep, instantly. All right, so let's get to our final segment to highlight our personal best and worst of the film. So for me, my best, I had a couple things written down. Um, I think I definitely love the comedic parts of this movie and the action and the um, emotions that we get. So for the comedy piece, I loved the idea of like Luke's... um, like uh telephoning language <laughs> he seemed like a <laughs> i don't know just like one of the telemarketers like job of the hut i present to you these two droids in like <laughs> the hologram i just thought that was really funny and then oh, and about th- your extended warranty yeah oh my god <laughs> and then three the, po's like my what now <laughs> like um so i thought that was really Part funny two, you're playing the wrong message Yes, yes, yes. That was exactly. so funny. It's like, why would he have that as a backup message? <laughs> yes. And then one of my favorite action pieces that um, definitely felt like a direct callback to the prequels was Leia really gi- giving us that imagery of like a slave, a damsel in distress in this like, um, what's the you know, like a concubine type outfit. Like, let me, like, what's the word we're looking for? Uh, uh, she was in a harem, you're trying yes. to say? Yeah, yeah. She definitely looked like she was in a harem in that outfit um, in Jabba's disgusting harem. But right. um, she looked like a damsel in distress and like, yes, granted, she's needed rescuing or help in a few plot points here or there in this movie and others, but she she proved herself to not be a damsel and she was like, I'm Padme's daughter. Let me show you. If you handcuff me and give me some chains, you know, like Padme did in the arena scene and uncuffed herself and rode around the, that beast. Around the crap the arena. out of that tiger that was trying to Right. Kill her. Exactly. Yeah. She was like a victim for five seconds and then was like, no, watch me. So I thought that was really cool to kind of see her really be like her mom. That was super um, cool. Yeah. But the absolute best for me is Vader's redemption scene. Um, That always makes me super emotional um, and makes me cry where Anakin and Luke are finally getting to meet each other as Anakin and Luke and not as Vader and Luke. Um, And Anakin, or excuse me, Luke really seeing how much like his father he is with the symmetry of both of them having the mechanical hand 
And obviously that very iconic line that we revisit a little bit later in the, in the Mandalorian where it's, you know, let me look on you with my, my own eyes. Um, we get that like minor key, very sad Imperial March on like a harp. It was like mm -hmm. very haunting and sad, but very beautiful, like a lullaby. Um, and then of course, like that final, final piece to that puzzle where we get to see Anakin as a force ghost, that gets me more than anything. Definitely, you know, Anakin and Luke having their moment is very touching and emotional and sad and, and happy at the same time. But seeing it come full circle, you're just like, he's getting what he deserves. And like, he finally came to light and it all worked out in the end. So those were my best. And then my worst were really, really short. So Leia's attempt at a thermal detonator in Jabba's palace. Because <laughs> you're just like, that's a rock. Like, um, <laughs> like that's not so going to work again. Um, I don't even know how that would work. Like, let me threaten to blow myself up to get what I want. Like that, I don't know. I think that was notes um, Lando gave her because like Lando's like, all right, I know Jabba. You know that I know everybody, right? right? So Jabba, Jabba's going to think this is a baller move to go ahead and do exactly. it. And she's like, oh, oh, I don't know about that. No, no, trust me, sweetheart. Go ahead and do it. Right. And then, and and then, then Jabba's just, like, oh, you are my kind of scum. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the guy who like, one of Jabba's henchmen that falls into the, the pit and you're like, was that supposed to happen? Like, I don't know. I always felt bad for that guy. But, and then his friends were laughing. Yes. So mean. Yes. And then just like all the choreography on Jabba's ship that doesn't work. Like that gif of Luke kicking that guy <laughs> in the face. <laughs> He's like totally missing. Oh, and the guy's like, even and it. like, yeah. So we'll pretend it's a force kick. Yeah, exactly. Those exactly a force kick. But yeah, it was, it was a very short list. It was very hard to, find things I didn't like about this film. So for me, uh, I'll go with my, my negatives first because there are so few. Um, it was pretty much the, uh, the choreography again, like she just said um, on the, the skiff, but we didn't have at the time in there, in all fairness, we did not have any frame of reference on what Jedi uh, lightsaber fights were supposed to look like, um, what the saber forms were supposed to look like. So um, it, we kind of looked a little choppy. I think there was a there was a a um, a comic book that uh, a satire like comic book that for for Star Wars called uh, Tag and Bink, and in that comic, these two guys who are somehow around for like every single main event in Star Wars, they they're on the sail barge and they see Luke and they're like, kind of lightsaber form is that? It's like just chopping and swinging randomly everywhere so you know i was able to you know so after reading that i was like oh that's, that's kind of funny but i'm honestly scraping the bottom of the barrel for for things i didn't like this is possibly my favorite star wars movie um you know as good as empire is as good as a new hope is you know revenge of the sith uh, and and rogue one this has been my favorite for the longest my wow. favorite parts was I like the back and forth of the ground battle and the space battle. The space battle was just awesome. Even them like going into hyperspace with mm. the, the music they had it like, oh, especially so when I was a kid, it pumped me up. It still pumps me up. I listen to it in the car sometimes and I have a drive <laughs> and I need to get pumped up for something. I'm like, all right. Now I'm thinking Saturday Night Live pump you up <laughs> when you said that. It's, it's true. It does. Da, 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 da. And he's just like, all right, everyone report in, you know, let's get ready to make the jump to hyper. They're, they're so positive. Yes. Everything's going their way. Wait till you do it for real at Disney world. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, but we can't wait for you. 
So I, I loved, you know, obviously all the action because we get, you know, good action a little bit with the X-Wings in episode four. We get the ground battle of episode five, but this kind of brings it, you know, both. It's got both of them. And I did, like you said, Alyssa, I did love the redemption of Anakin because yes. one, I, I like Anakin Skywalker as a character since the prequels and uh, specifically the Clone Wars came out, but it also shows Luke's arc. And I think one of Han's lines highlighted Luke's arc the most when he's still blind and he's in the cell with Chewie and Chewie's basically saying, oh, you know, Luke's going to rescue us. And he goes, Luke, Luke's crazy. Can't even take care of himself. What do you mean he's going to rescue us? Everyone's having delusions of grandeur. So in like, he knew him for three and a half years, but in that six months that Han's been in Carbonite, he's grown, you know, he's, (laughs) he's matured. Yeah. There was um, an interview with Sam Witwer, who uh, we all know voiced Darth Maul as well as other ones. And he does, uh, he did a great job defending um, Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's a YouTube video I'll send uh, to Alyssa and she'll put okay. it on our page. And it, it talks about the development of Luke and how in episode five, he kind of discounted Yoda as no one who could help him. And then even when he was ready to learn, he just assumed he knew everything. So, and he judged Yoda by his size. He didn't listen to his elders. They were like, hey, don't go off to face Vader and rescue your friends. You're not ready. And he didn't listen and look what happened. He got his ass kicked and they had to rescue him and he's minus a hand. So he literally him showing up there did not help free them at all. Like it was, it was a noble thing to do. Any of us might've done it for our friends, but in that case, he should have listened. This case, they're like, hey, you need to kill your father. And he's like, yeah, I, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And he didn't do that. So in this case, he was actually right to listen because he had matured so much. He still had hope. Whereas Obi-Wan and Yoda had lost hope after right. the 20 years they were in exile. So that's kind of what distinguishes him from other Jedi. He is able to keep that hope. So that's that's one of the reasons that I like the the redemption arc is because it shows both of their characters. Yeah, for sure. That's a great perspective. I love that. So um, when it comes to the final, you know, the 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 best and worst, I have to go with Andrew. That final battle over Endor, it is just hands down the best out of all of Star Wars. I don't care about the rise of Skywalker. Oh I don't my care about, goodness. Any any battle that we've had, uh, even though the Battle of Geonosis was pretty epic, sure, um, sure. that space <laughs> battle over Endor was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, and when it came to um, the lightsaber fight, until Revenge of the Sith, that fight with Luke and Vader um, was incredible. We've never seen a Jedi fight. Never have. I mean, we saw him earlier in the movie, but now we're talking about not against a whole bunch of, you know, peon. We're talking about, <laughs> you know, we're talking about Jedi versus Sith, you know, two first wielder, father versus son, and going back and forth fighting with, you know, with those lightsabers and the flips and all that. We've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I just loved every minute of it. You know, the, when Luke hides in, you know, in, in, in the throne room, I will not fight. And Vader says, well, if you will not fight, you know, you'll, you know, you'll be destroyed. Um, and then, oh, you know, you're the whole thing with your sister. I mean, that whole cat and mouse 
thing was just incredible. Um, mm. Anyways, I just, again, loved every minute of it. Now, the one thing, and they have technically two things that I did not like out of the whole movie, even though, again, that whole movie is, <laughs> for me is perfect. Um, there's the snake thing that's hanging by the entrance of or the walkway of Jabba's palace. It actually has a name. It's either Goel or Goal. Thanks. Um, and it's just it makes me think just, of Ghostbusters. It is like the stupidest like thing I've ever seen. <laughs> because if you look at the movie, it's just this thing sticking out with this paper mache tongue just uh. sitting there. It's just horrible. You can Google it. It's just terrible. Oh my goodness! We'll have to see what Someone I probably saw it. It's like, oh, this would look good. I want it right there. Uh, every time <laughs> I watch the movie and I see it, it just takes <laughs> me out completely. And it's just like the dumbest thing in the world. And if you read the uh, the uh, the Wikipedia description of this thing, is like, see, I'm not well, the only apparently it lives there, and every time somebody walks by, it licks them. Oh. Okay. No. Why it's all about that, apparently, hey. with the tongue thing earlier. No, 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 no. Definitely uh, could have done away with that. We get the same know. tongue from the day before. We could have done away with that stupid thing. It just looks so out of place. Right. Um, oh, my God. And um, and then the final thing again, the soldier in me, the whole Ewoks defeating the Empire, not going to happen. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry. That was a whole legion of troopers. Yeah, legion of troopers. Um, I don't care how dumb they are how horrible they are at shooting those bows and arrows are not going to penetrate that armor not not those bows and arrows there's no way i mean think about it han they put that spear in his face and he was holding with one hand (laughs) that spear and the ewok with two hands was pulling back and could not do it so han the world's that bow and arrow and if you actually if you pay attention to the first shot fired from both sides, you see one of the Ewoks throw an arrow, and the arrow just goes, Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> it just shoots over. Um, now, I think if anything. a Wookiee, if a Wookiee made a compound bow and fired that, then you know, yeah, we're talking. Different now we're talking. Oh my but a, a Build-A-Bear, I agree. A Build-A-Bear? <laughs> that's what they basically And then if you are. think about it, all you have to do is just look back in history. Yes, in history, we have seen a, a less developed, um, you know, uh, culture defeat a more advanced one but it's highly unlikely i mean right. all you have to do is look at look at the conquistadors going and taking over the aztecs or the mayans or whatever you know they just uh-huh. went in there with little effort and wiped them out completely True. why they had armor they had muskets they had all this stuff you know to, and <laughs> swords and all this stuff to to fight back they couldn't fight back i mean they they had uh, obsidian weapons and it hit yeah. their armor and just shattered <laughs> Um, they've never faced anything like it. So, I mean, these Ewoks, there's no way. There's the no one way. thing um, I would say about that is they have a mode in the new Battlefront 2 game where you, you're, it's at night, it's on Endor, and you're a stormtrooper, and you've got your, your, your headlights on your mask, and you start off with a couple squads of you, and there starts off one Ewok, and, and he just starts taking everybody down in the dead of oh night. Oh my hear, gosh. It's it's actually scary. You just hear <laughs> running, running behind you like, what, where, where? And the, the Ewoks have night vision, so they can see at night. <laughs> so oh my gosh. They just, he starts but taking the them is, down. <laughs> by the same token, who in the world would think, here we go again, realistic, yeah. wearing white armor in a place where it's all green 
I mean, you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So no, true. No oh my God, that's so funny. Thank God that the prequels kind of corrected that because again, clones are smarter. Yeah. You go and look at the clones and they had the camouflaged. They had all kinds of camo armor. They had camo armor for, for Geonosis in the Clone Wars. That yeah. was super cool. Same thing. It's like, come on, guys. I mean, get with the program. I don't mm-hmm. care how good you are. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb. You're supposed to camouflage into the environment. <laughs> that way you don't get shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Andrew, could you imagine playing that scene from Battlefront 2 in VR? No, I was already, I'm already, well, I'm not good at video <laughs> games. I was already scared. I wasn't even playing. I was watching. And, and Gosh, yeah, it was nightmares for weeks. Yeah, it, it was fun. Yeah, all you can think about is Chucky. Oh, oh, seriously, seriously. And the more, uh, the more people that Ewok killed, the, they uh, became other that Ewoks. That was too good. So. Dang. All oh right, God, so. My best and worst. So my best is that I absolutely loved the animation and CG in this. I feel like if this came out in 99 when Phantom Menace came out, it would be just as good. Because everything flowed, just like what Alyssa mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, the, the continuity, it all flowed so well. You know, um, all of you talked about the Battle of Andor at the very, at the very end of this movie. And you're not, in some movies, you can spend too long on one scene and completely forget about what's going on on the other side of the planet or the world or the room. Here, it jumps around with enough space in between. That way you're not forgetting, okay, what just happened here? I totally forgot. <laughs> um, so this was really good. I also like this movie because my man got a got a shout out in this, and that's uh, Jabba the Hutt. Oh my oh gosh! Oh my god! With, with with your other man Sheev, Sheev and your other man Jar Jar Binks. That's that the company you're keeping. You got quite correct? the crew over there, Wyatt. Real good looking men. Maybe this should have been my crew for my Rogue yeah, One day. Oh, okay. I thought you were right. going somewhere else with that. I was like, don't you say it. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like maybe this should have been my crew for my wedding I would have been like don't you replace me like that I can't oh, demote you any more than I already have this is fair yeah, I he, don't know he, how, he, how you can even hold how can you even be in the same room as Java I mean the, the, I'm not pure. the green <laughs> slime on here on the edges and then the tongue oh, just if he's paying me money, out. I can stomach it, and then I can throw up in, in the back tube in my in my <laughs> my car. In the back tube. In the right back now. tube of my ship. Oh my god! And then my worst. So this is my least favorite of the trilogy mm-hmm. because Empire is such a such a masterpiece. You can shake your head all you want; it's fine. But <laughs> can't be friends no more. <laughs> yeah. Um. You better so, be careful. <laughs> for, with my opinion. So for me, it goes Empire New Hope. And you are wrong. <laughs> He's allowed to have his opinion, even if we don't agree with it. Somebody We're not saying he can't sheep. have it. We, right. We're not we saying just, he we can't just, have it. We just know he's wrong. Go ahead, Wyatt. Go ahead. He's for you, to for you it goes opinion. Empire, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi. And right? Return, yes. Um, In sequential order. Got it. <laughs> perfect <laughs> because a lot of people there was feel that way so star wars is obviously very well known for its plot holes and i feel like this movie had the most out of really? the out of the trilogy yes 
Oh, out of so, this trilogy. I was like, out, out of, of all of no, them? No, 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 no. <laughs> no oh, Have you God, seen no. The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen any of the sequels? But, right. Well. <laughs> so I feel like Luke could have told Leia earlier that they were siblings. For some reason, he held off. I don't know. That's and pretty significant news. I don't think you just dropped I don't, that on he, somebody. He couldn't drop it on her before a big mission like that because her head wouldn't have been in the game. Like his head yeah. was barely in the oh, game. You don't need two of true. them being like that, you know? But I, I understand what you're saying. That is a good point. And then the second that's actually half of my something, That's actually something in the military when there's like big news and stuff like that. Uh, commanders will actually hold on to those news. Oh my god! Because the soldiers uh, to be able to perform whatever that mission is, if they have something like, you know, your kid was born, all yeah. of a sudden your mind is not going to be in. Yeah. You got to keep your head wow, down wow. through that mission that could potentially, you know, you might not come back from. Right. Uh, they need wow, you at your peak performance. They will hold on to news like that. So Did you did you guys see Band of Brothers um, on HBO? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. So I right was actually going through Officer Basic Course and that was actually extra credit for us talking oh about it. Oh my God, it. that's so cool. Such a great, uh, I've seen it a bunch of times through, so good. But one of the great. one of the um, characters, uh, Bill Garnier, finds out that his brother died right before they jump into Normandy. And it very much affected how he, you know, he was behaving. Now he was still a good soldier, did his duty. He just wasn't too great at listening at that point so they're they're that's a perfect reason to i mean it's yeah. kind of horrible but it's a perfect reason to withhold right. information well, it makes like sense that. it makes sense but i do understand why it's point though yeah andrew if and you then, keep watching gray's anatomy there's a lot of that on gray's anatomy just saying. okay they withhold the, information from there's, the there's a lot so of shows that i'm watching and, and re-watching right now and, and then the other plot hole is that um when luke asks leah what do you remember about your mother and <laughs> and she goes, oh, I know, I know, I know. She was pretty. Yeah, for the five seconds or five minutes you were boring, you could, you, you, you could see. That's what happens when you want to shove too much into uh, episode three because you want it to like, you know, right. fit and be poetic. But then you make that mistake. Like also at the time that this was out, I think there was supposed to be like thirty years between the uh the prequels and the the original whereas it was only ended up being 19 so like mm -hmm. you have a 38 year old obi-wan turning into a 70 something alec Guinness. <laughs> so you know thank god that there were twin sons to be able to explain that on tatooine but and i, I feel point. like they i feel like they kind of left this open in hopes that in revenge they would have elaborated more on this but like you said they were they were running out of time they were two hours into the movie and yeah, it kind of feels yet. like they didn't even consider it or think about it at no, all. They were just I like, mean, here, here we go. There have been cases where infants remember things from birth. It's not unheard of. It's not likely, but it's not unheard of. And maybe with her connection to the Force, right? She was able to have that like that memory of her maternal right character. Explanation of it, right? At the same token, though, you got to realize that at that point, um, whose mom? Was she talking about? Was she talking really about right. Padme or Bria? Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, it at that point, you know, because if you look at the reaction that Luke had, mm. it's like I have no memory of my mother. Yeah. So I always took that as, you know, Leia knew her mom, but not necessarily 
Padme. Mm. That's um, interesting. By the same token, I mean, if you think about how the lives of these royals are, how often do you really have family time? So even right. to explain that, that, you know, because she grew up with, you know, Bale and, and, and Bria, she grew up with it, but really, did she really grow up with them? I mean, she was probably like in finishing school or senator school or whatever. Senator school, right. Yeah, yeah. She, on yeah. around the galaxy, doing diplomacy all over the place. I mean, how often did they actually saw each other? Right, right. Um, so, I mean, you could take that and run with it in, in a million different directions. For sure. Um, right. If you're a believer of the of the prequels, you know, uh, was it Mara Jade ha- uh, having the baby and helping helping Luke heal her from that disease and stuff? And I'm like, yeah. seriously? I mean, yeah. you can stretch it any way you want. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, if the, if Darth Maul got split in half and came back with spider legs, I mean, I'm saying <laughs> anything's possible. You can remember Matt Padme, right? Right. Fair enough. Not that far fetched. <laughs> If you could teleport a lightsaber across a room, uh, oh my in, gosh, in, don't in get a flash. <laughs> Amazing. Who has a problem with that? It's incredible. I, I mean, I thought it was cool. I would just, just like thankful it exists. Yeah, I, I want, yeah. I, like Uncle Ron said, does it work on snacks? Right. <laughs> my right. uncle was That's on a previous we... pod and he wants it for snacks. Well, guys, the second Death Star is finally blown up. I feel like we need to go to our respective planets and go and party. Ooh, I'm, going to, I'm going to, Whatever the song. to Naboo. Whatever the song. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you I'm a lift. I'm going to, to Naboo to go party with the uh, Gungans to go find my man Jagra Binks oh if he's still alive God. somewhere. I'm heading over to Camino. Misa screwed up the galaxy. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew! He did. Uh, Misa give him emergency powers, powers. <laughs> which make him Supreme Chancellor later. <laughs> but go ahead. That could be your boy. So before we, we depart, to go to go party it up um <laughs> so um our guest is um like i mentioned in the intro she's part of the rebel legion 501st and rose squadron i gotta know what's your absolute favorite character or characters to to cosplay Ooh, that's cool my favorite all-time character is captain rex oh <laughs> <laughs> um i i mean i do have um something in the vicinity of about 21 different costumes oh uh, my goodness but yeah i actually have a whole walk-in closet is from top to bottom full of props and costumes oh, so fun uh, you i mean imagine i mean anything you can imagine from star wars to anime to um uh, harry potter to um you know custom-made stuff uh ourselves um i've even cosplayed as trevor belmont uh, so it gives you an idea <laughs> from Castlevania. Um, oh but I've really enjoyed. Um, I, I even did the scar and everything on on the eye. Uh, oh, there it's you go. really, so cool. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I just, enjoy, I've always enjoyed it. My very, very first costume was a Jedi. My second costume was a clone trooper. There you go. And um, Captain Rex has always been since even before I saw the Clone Wars. Um, I saw they had released um, the action figures and the car, you know, the how the cardboards were going to be and the backings and all that. And I saw that character and I was like, oh my God, that character's going to be big. But I never imagined that I was going to be attached to that character so mm, much. Mm. Uh, and, and Rex had quite a few 
close calls, you know, in, um, in, in Clone Wars, you know, when um, the deserter, the episode of the deserter where the sniper hits him in the, oh, in yeah. the pauldron, my heart literally oh. jumped out of my chest. I'm like, oh my God, no, this cannot happen. Right, right. Um, the fact that later on, you know, he makes it through the Clone Wars and then shows up on Rebels, Rebels hit a chord with me when he showed up. I was completely ah, you're like, it finally makes sense. <laughs> as soon as Rex showed up and then he, he kept cracking jokes about, you know, the armor and he was like fixing his armor. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. But he kept showing up and bringing that leadership, you know, that experience. Mm. And how he talked about his Jedi. Mm. How he was very different than all his other, all the so other Jedi's. I like the one All where the Saw shows through. up and he's like, oh, I always fear they get they could jump like that. Yeah, well, he's no Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's just, again, he it's it's that bond, that soldier bond, you know. Um, if you ever served in the military and two people have never met it, and it's, and the best way I can explain it to you guys is the same way you've kind of embraced me as a Star Wars fan and also we have that connection. Mm-hmm soldiers are the same way it could be a world war ii soldier and a desert storm vet yeah. like myself meeting yeah. for the first time and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah i serve in the 501st and i you know on oh, the 501st oh my god the 101st <laughs> <laughs> the airborne division you were yes, in the 101st, you know? 101st airborne yeah. wow <laughs> the 101st That's and then amazing. i would say i would say oh well i serve in air defense and five five two or two four three or whatever on the 32 mdc instantly you have right. that connection right exactly. you know, with, with that soldier and all of a sudden it's like oh where you went to training and what's your mos and all this other stuff you have that that instant conversation where yeah. you have that you know that connection right. um and that's how i see you know the soldiers every time a clone went down mm. I, it hurt it, it got harder and harder happened, as the show hurt. went on too uh, Oh, yeah. You know, you had a uh, waxer sure. and boil, which you know waxer you eventually hit see me them hard. Hit waxer, oh hit my me god, hard. and then fives. The, and, the, yeah, the rookies, all mm-hmm. the rookies, every every single one of them going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like so relieved when I saw spoiler alert Echo. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, he's oh, good. alive. We got one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Thank yeah. God, one survived. Cool. But the way Rex felt, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. Um, you know, the Rex armor has all the hash marks right yeah he 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 molded his the parts of phase one armor that he liked with the phase two armor even the mask oh no 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 i'm talking about the 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 numbers the oh the the numbers Mm. that that is actually rumored to be all his troopers as he's lost oh that's how he kept track of all the troopers he lost yeah so imagine that i mean that's a lot of marks on that armor yeah a lot of marks. That's incredible. You, usually, no, he wasn't keeping track of killing, you know, destroying yeah, the droids. Usually you keep tallies of droids you destroyed or fighters you shot mm-hmm. down. No, he kept track of the brothers that he lost. Oh, oh, the brothers God. that he lost. So, I mean, yeah. it's 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 horrible. It's devastating. So, um, so again, I mean, um, you know, I lost friends in the war as well. And, you know, you start going through 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 those things as well. Um, but that's why I, I, I relate so much to, to the soldiers sure. and, and, and Rex, for sure. Yeah, well, um, we definitely appreciate you wearing that costume and 
portraying all these characters and, yes. you know, definitely <laughs> keeping the magic alive and the force going. But I and think even more, yeah. we appreciate your service, yes. right? Is what thank I was going to say, Andrew. Service. Exactly. <laughs> Hundred for I didn't Happy know you were in the hundred first. That's amazing. No, oh no, was, no, no, not a hundred. Like, <laughs> she was saying like if she met someone who was in the hundred and first, and then she said, Oh, well, this is what I did, and gotcha, here's where gotcha. I served. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I do <laughs> I know I know people that have served in the hundred and first, but I mean yeah. It's um, you know, it's like, like the hundred and first or the you know the the, the cav or um, you know, if you're a, a ranger or stuff, it's like they're like the elite mm -hmm. you know uh, and and seeing that 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 shield with the number one is like the history yeah yeah that that comes with it and and those soldiers carry themselves with that that pride that right. you know even though they weren't in world war ii um they uphold they hold that you know, legacy that, right that yeah. legacy yeah they it's know that huge. they have to be the best uh, at that um so you know it, looking in star wars you know like the 501st the two the two was it uh, the two twelve? Some of the best units in Star Wars uh, when it came to that, but no other than the five hundred first was the most famous out of all of them because they were right. in every major battle. There were Vader's fist or Vader's first uh -huh. um, mm. piece of trivia: five hundred first customing group or the Star Wars uh, the Canon group. Which one was first? Ooh, I say costume. The yeah. 501st, I get. I would say, just to go against the grain the here. Costume group was first. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so Lucas cool. Dark canonized them in the story. Ah, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. That's so dope. I love because that. Because I know, I know the the season one finale of Mandalorian, where they have all the stormtroopers come out. Those are 501st members, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. That's yes. Actually, cool. Dave Filoni so was the one that put a call out for him. Um, they're from the California Garrison. Can't remember yeah. which uh, which post. Um, we have several in here in Florida as well. But um, right. But yeah, they they put a call out because apparently they didn't have enough costumes. Uh, is how the <laughs> story goes. And he's like, they goes, I know where we can get some costumes right away. <laughs> <laughs> that is the super Incredible. coolest thing. Incredible. Movie authentic costumes. Uh, I know Andrew and I have talked for a couple of years about joining the Five Hundred First. It's a lot of fun. Because you, yeah, you're the second person that I've met. Like we talked about that you and I know uh, Savannah. Um, oh my God, yes. <laughs> that was such a small world thing that you knew her. So I was like, actually, Andrew, you know a third. The pastor who married me and Laura. Oh, that's right. I do know a third. He's he's 501st and up in the New York garrison. He's a um, um, episode four trooper. Okay. That's I know awesome. there's a special name for him. And then the my... Oh my god! <laughs> I know. I, I know. A Not a trivia trooper. game tonight. Don't worry. <laughs> was he a sand trooper? No, I, he's just a regular, regular, oh, regular storm trooper. Okay. Um, and then my cousin is also 501st um, Garrison out in San Antonio. He's New Hope Vader, and then he's also got the um, R2 unit with him as well. Wow. I have an R2 unit too. It's it's a, you know that 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 Vader costume is ridiculously expensive. I yeah, I think um, it's, it's one 20, of the most expensive grand ones. Deep in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we can't thank you more. Number one for your service. Number two for for joining us and being such a good sport where we yes. kind of look like younglings, you know, where we don't know anything about Star Wars and here you are just Straight being facts. the wise wise Jedi master. <laughs> 
with us. Uh, we hope that you stick around, join us for future podcasts so you can share your wealth and knowledge and all the random trivia facts that we don't know. <laughs> for sure. I had a blast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I can't wait for the next one. Yay. We're so happy you were able to come on for sure. Stay tuned with us next time where we deep dive into Disney Plus's very first <laughs> um, a TV show, The Mandalorian. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio, signing off.